Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome back to Brooko Mode for another solo episode. And in this episode, we are going to go over why you should commit to your dreams and how to do it. I feel very passionate about this specific topic as I feel like personally I'm chasing my dream now and the sort of journey I've gone over in the last 13 months has given me a lot of specific insight into this topic. And I think it's a really important episode to listen to. If you're someone who has those sort of voices in your head like you should be doing this, you should be doing that, and you really need something to kickstart you, or you're someone who's pursuing your dream but you just don't feel like you've got the how and you're lacking that sort of clarity and motivation, I think this will be a very good episode for you. Let's get into it. So the first point is why should you commit to your dreams? Not just how to commit to your dreams, but why. I think it's first important to understand what your dreams won't give you because I think it's important that we don't chase dreams for the wrong reason. A quote I like from Jim Carrey is, I wish everyone could get rich and famous and everything they ever dreamed of so they could see that's not the answer. Dreams should be designed to fulfill you, not spite others. Because I think a lot of our dreams come from the expectations of others. We think they're our dreams, but they're actually guided by other people. We think, oh my God, I love this. Like, I love what I'm doing. But it's only from the validation we get that makes us think it's our dream. Until we truly sit down and have honest conversations with ourselves and others and realize, okay, why am I doing what I'm doing? Is this really for me? And I think a lot of people realize that the things they're chasing are actually not from their own true intentions and for their own fulfillment. It's it's for other people. They don't want to disappoint other people. And it's like this invisible hand that's guiding people through their life. So I think it's important to understand that you should be doing things for you and not others because like I wrote in my newsletter this week, even if you're so successful at doing this, like you could abs- you could be one of the richest people in the world and Jim Carrey's quote encapsulate this, you could be so successful but it's not going to give you what you truly want if it's not what you're after. So I think it's important to understand that to start with that, yes, chase your dreams but we're going to understand what dreams are you actually chasing. Is that dream for you? 
think this re- is this is one of the most powerful studies I've ever seen because when we when we speak of death, I think it gives so much perspective. And there was this 2005 study that interviewed thousands of people, and they wanted to find out what the biggest deathbed regret was. And there was five main ones, but the number one deathbed regret was, I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. So that was very similar to the point I was talking about why we should be pursuing our dreams. Because I think it's just, we live life from expectations of others, like I've just said. And this quote is so powerful because these are people who are literally about to die. Their existence is about to end and, they have, and they're saying, I just wish I'd done what I wanted to do and the dreams I had. So I think it's really important where we always talk about hindsight, like, oh, the perfect solution only exists in hindsight. And there's this quote from William Blake, this famous English poet that says, hindsight is a wonderful thing, but foresight is better, especially when it comes to saving life or some pain. I think regret is one of the most powerful emotions. You've all experienced it at some point in time, whether it's a missed opportunity, um, whatever it is. I've, I think regret's one of those things I've had before, and I, I just, it's such a, a, sh- a disempowering emotion because you feel helpless because you've actually missed that opportunity, and that's why I think it's important to start thinking. Okay, especially if you're young, what do I want to do? How can I do it? How can I make it manageable? How can I start putting action in? Because from the people I've interviewed, from the podcasts I've, li- I've listened to, from everything I've experienced, you can be so, so successful. But if you don't do something you truly want to do, you're not going to be fulfilled. You might be happy because you might be validated. But I think it's so important to understand that people's regrets are that they didn't live truly the life they wanted. And I think that has to guide you. That has to inspire you in one way. Because I start thinking about my life like, oh, I don't want to be living with regrets. But the I started with that mindset just to quickly go to me. Like I started chasing what I'm doing now. And I used to think, I don't want to die and not live up to my potential. That was the simple framework that I had. Like I don't, I want to do it for me. But the more I've gone on this journey, the less I do think about death. And the less I think about that regret framework, it still inspires me. Like it still keeps me accountable, but it's not saying I think about, but I think it's a really important thing to start with. Like I don't want to start with regret because I think when you, you kickstart your journey and you, you have so much fulfillment, I think you actually start to realize that you don't need to be thinking about death to inspire you. I think you'll get motivated by the journey enough because guess what? The little rewards you get along the way fulfill you so much more than the sort of things you were doing before you chased your dreams. And yes, there's so much uncertainty with dreams, which we're going to uncover. But along the journey, there are so many indicators that it's the right path. And I think it sort of becomes like a domino effect in some ways. And you start to get that fulfillment and sort of these feelings of being proud of yourself and these feelings of contentment that I haven't experienced much before and I've done in my short time like I've had success like I went went to an elite private school I've I've been the top of the year in specific subjects like that's objectively a pretty a decent achievement um versus I've had certain podcast things happen and like big episodes 
good conversations with genuine people. I've impacted people's lives positively. And the impact I have positively on other people has given me so much more joy and fulfillment than simply having some sort of validation by being smarter than other people because I received a higher average in the unit. Like To me, I just find so much value in doing the things that I know bring me fulfillment. I think it's an important point to understand is that everyone's fulfillment is going to be different. Like what fills my cup of tea is going to be way different to yours. So I think you've got to understand that while I'm saying these things, you've got to apply it to your life. And there's a quote I like from H. Jackson Brown that says, people take different roads to seeking fulfillment and happiness. Just because they're not on your road doesn't mean they've gotten lost. So you might be thinking about my life like, oh, what's he doing? Or I might be saying oh, to your life like, what are you doing? But you've got to understand, you've got to focus on the journey, right? But your journey. Because I think we get caught up in comparing like, oh, what's he doing? What's she doing? Why are they doing that? So you've got to start to bring it internal. What makes you happy? What brings you that joy that other things can't do? So I think it's a really important concept to think about. But getting back to the regret thing, because I think it's it's worth wrapping up a little bit more. I think we convince ourselves that we like our life, our life choices. Like we, we tell ourselves like, yeah, I like what I'm doing. But I think it's because of the validation and security of it. Because it's because people are telling us you're doing so good, you're doing so like and you feel like and you sort of convince yourself because the mind is so powerful. It doesn't want to have that conversation like, are you sure that's what you really want to do? You might have these seeds of doubt every now and again coming in, but you'll convince yourself that you're doing the right thing because you're getting that validation. But the older you get, I think this, I, I, I'm not certain of this, but I feel like the validation will start to fade away. People start getting caught up in their own lives. It'll end up being the same thing. Like you would have had your house, you've had your job and everything starts to plateau out a bit. The validation fades away and the choices you make become crystal clear. They become matched up against your true desires and then you get to see how you really went. You know, did I pursue what I really wanted? And to me, it's simple. Do you have the courage to have the honest conversation with yourself right now in this moment to prevent you having this all this regret later on? Because I think a lot of people think they're doing it for themselves, but they're not. And it's really hard. You ha- I think it's important to nail down, okay, what, what am I doing with my job? What am I eating? What are my business projects trying to pursue? My relationships, everything in your life, break it down. What am I doing? Why am I doing it? Could I be doing it better? Does it bring me fulfillment? You have to really analyze and go within because I think that's one of the best ways to understand your journey because 95% of your decisions each day are made subconsciously. You aren't thinking of them. And 90% of your thoughts from the day before I had today. So we're pretty much just repeating the past. And if, if we're a young, fragile mind, we've grown up, told do this, do that. We, isn't that just obvious how much we're guided by other people and what's happened to us in the past? If you want to transform your life, you need to change something. You can't change without change. So I think it's important to understand that we're, we're simply just going to keep reflecting the past if we don't change something, whether it's our mindset whether it's an opportunity that we take on board. And that's why I think committing to your dreams is so powerful because that is change. That is scary. That is uncertainty. But I guarantee you, 
it will change your life. And guess what? If the dreams don't succeed, the skills you get, the lessons you, you, you learn are invaluable. And it's just, you're going to become older, wiser, won't have regret. And yeah, you might not have achieved what you set out to achieve. But I think it's important to understand that I think you can you can make peace with the fact that you know your mistakes. I think you can make peace with your mistakes, but I think people really rarely get over missed opportunities. I got some really powerful um, psychology research, and it actually astounded me. Eighty three percent of people do not have goals. I repeat, eighty three percent of people do not have goals. That means. They're not thinking, I want to achieve this. I want to achieve that. Then literally just in that autopilot, 95% of um, their actions and decisions each day are from the subconscious. They're literally just in autopilot. What have I got to do? I'm doing that. I'm doing that. Yep, I did that yesterday. I'll do that today. We don't think enough about our lives and where we're going and our trajectory. Is it the, is, am I going where I want to go? So the 83% of the population do not have goals. 14% have a goal in their head but don't write it down. And only 3% of people have written goals. So if I've got 100 people in a room, only three of them have written down, I want to achieve that. I want to be the best podcast in this. I want to start this business project. I want to have a family, whatever. Whatever the goal is, only 3% of people do that. And this is the powerful statistic. For the 14% of people who had goals were 10 times more successful than those without. And then the 3% who had them written down were three times more successful than those who had the goal but didn't write it down. So that means they're 30 times more successful than those who don't even have a goal. It's simple. If you want to achieve something, I think you have to be clear on what you're trying to achieve because then your actions are not matched up against any vision of who you want to be. You might not know the roadmap and that's what we're going to touch on about um, sort of letting go of the certainty and being able to embrace the uncertainty of the journey. But I think you've got to sort of understand where you want to get to because or else if you don't know the where you want to get to, at least in some capacity, you might be taking so many wrong steps. So I think, oh, there's a good quote here actually I have. It says, to begin with the end in mind means to start with a clear understanding of your destination. It means to know where you are going so that you, are, you better understand where you are now and so that the steps you take are always in the right direction. Stephen Covey. So that's, I think that's simple. It's have an idea of where your destination is going to be so that you can start to take steps towards there. Another really powerful study talked about, I think it was, yeah, it was about regret. So another one's regret because I think this regret's the thing. If you don't chase your dreams, you're going to have regret. So I think it's important we just have a full understanding of, of what the research says about people who are older. Because I'm not that age, so I, I genuinely can't tell you my own experience. I can just tell you what the research says. And so there's three selves in psychology, like three aspects of ourself. There is um, the actual self, which encompasses what a person's perceived attributes are. So basically what the person is doing, so their actual self. There's the ideal self which represents the desired qualities and aspirations, what the person wants to do, like basically their dreams. 
And then there's the ought self, reflects their duties and responsibilities, what they think they should do. And often this is guided by the expectations of other people. So three selves there, actual, ideal, and the ought self. So according to Cornell University research, individuals more frequently experience regrets related to their ideal self compared to their ought self. 72% of regrets were related to their ideal self. So basically, they regretted not living up to their expectation of who they could be. When asked about their biggest life regret, 76% mentioned not fulfilling their ideal self. It's simple. The older you get, the more you're going to think about your life and the regrets you're going to have are from not living up to who you could have been, who you think you could have been, not what, you, not what other people think you could be, what you think you could be. It's that simple. And what are some examples of these dreams that were in the research? Like not pursuing a loved one, not traveling the world, not starting the business you wanted. An important one is that, that wasn't in the research, but I think is important is not being yourself. Now we talk about chasing your dreams, and, but I think, I think for me, one of the biggest goals I have is to be fully authentic and be myself. Isn't that, if you can just be yourself and exist and, and not have to change who you are all the time, it's, it's so, that's a massive thing in life, a, a dream. I want to be able to be myself fully. And people think that that's like a, a, almost a trivial goal, but no one is that. Everyone in society puts on this mask. We put on this facade because it's hard to be yourself because it, there's judgment. You know, people, we're scared of what people are going to think of us. So I think if you can start to actually identify, look, I just want to be myself. Um, that there's nothing wrong with a goal like that. And I think people almost when there's not some big grand goal, like I want to be the richest man in Australia, like people almost get that comparison. Like they're like, Oh, my goal's not that important. But like, if you can, if you can come up with very, really strong internal goals, like I want to have this sort of self growth or this, there's nothing wrong with that. And for me, that's what I've been chasing. I don't really chase outcome goals. Yes. I'm on a, a I guess you could call it a dream with this podcast and wanting to make it successful and and a way going forward but it's more more than a podcast it's what it gives me whether it's the it's the confidence it's the communication skills it's the research it's the clarity it's the discipline it's all the things that are transferable when you chase your dreams you don't only chase some ideal version of yourself you transform your current reality by just basically training yourself that you can do so many great things it's literally just personal training you literally doing so many things that make you a better person and a better version of yourself okay let's start reframing some limiting beliefs before we touch on some of the important ways of how we can commit to our dreams so i think one of the big ones that people have with dreams sorry i'm just getting a drink here is they have my dreams are unrealistic. So how many of you right now, while I have a quick drink, you're going you're gonna to think, what, what is holding my dreams back? Do people think my dreams are unrealistic? Am I letting people's opinions dictate me of what I think is possible? So have a quick think on something you really want to achieve right now, whether it's look at the physique you want to transform in the gym, whether it's a business project you want to start, whether you even want to ask out some girl, what is the dominating voice in your head? Now, I think one of the big ones is my dreams are unrealistic. When I started the podcast, that was 
definitely a voice like, okay, this is going to be bloody hard to make this thing big. But I was, and this is what I did well, I believe. I didn't put any sort of expectation and pressure on myself. I sort of just said, look, you're not going to have it figured out. I took that res- pressure off myself and I said, look, I'm just going to chase chase it. I'm just going to, I know how much I'm going to learn and grow. The premise for the podcast, the reason I started was it because I wanted to learn and grow from other people. I wanted to... I wanted it to act as a catalyst for my self-growth. I wanted to grow alongside the podcast and I feel like it's mirroring my growth. Um, as I grow, the podcast grows, etc. because I'm learning so many skills, I'm becoming a better version of myself and I'm able to transfer that into the podcast. So it's becoming this really good feedback loop and that's what happens when you start chasing your dreams. You learn so many skills, whether it's discipline, whether it's commitment, whether it's losing the fear of judgment, Because for me and my podcast, just so you understand what I'm talking about, for a podcast that does a lot of positivity and is just trying to make people's lives better, I do get a lot of hate, a lot of criticism, but that's just the internet landscape and there's a lot of things said behind my back. That resilience it has built within me over the journey is something that I just... I'm proud of now because I've I've changed changing who I am it's it's made me a better person it's made me get more perspective on life and what's important and and guiding me in a better way I couldn't do that if I didn't put myself out there and chase my dreams it's not going to be easy I guarantee you but it is going to be one of the most worthwhile things you ever do because it's not just about the dream itself but everything around the dream it's going to make you more confident in yourself. It's going to make you a kinder person. It's going to make you empathize with people better. It just has such a transferable aspect to it that people don't think about. They get so caught up in the one thing. If I don't achieve this business project, people are going to think I'm a failure. Yeah, so what? Let them think that. You're going to, become, you're going to grow to such an extent that that's, their opinions are not even going to matter. From my limited experience, my 13 months on this journey, I'm, I'm just so... I'm proud of myself for the things I've done. And being proud of yourself, I don't think there's a more powerful one. of the, It's one of the most powerful emotions, being proud and, and having self-love. And I don't think I could be in this headspace if I didn't commit to one of my dreams. So there's my little personal um, experience. So I think the limiting belief people have, my dreams are unrealistic. Now, this is sort of a, a copy from Chris Williamson's Cynicism Blanket. I've reframed everything. It's called... The dreams safety blanket. We create negative beliefs about ourselves and the world to protect us from ever having to endure the uncertainty of chasing our dreams, to protect ourselves from experiencing anything bad by never giving our dreams a go. If I tell myself that my dreams would never happen or that I wish I could but I can't, then I am excused of ever having to try to chase my dreams. I will never have to experience the pain of failure. If my dreams are unrealistic and optimistic people don't know what they're talking about and you can convince yourself that this is true, then it's the people acting like you can achieve whatever you dream of that are dumb, delusional and the problem. The upside of never chasing our dreams is never having to feel the pain of failure. Wowie, that's a big one because... I think it's so easy just to say, I'm not good enough, the world sucks, it, it's, I can't do it, or making all these excuses to, ex- to, st- to not give it a go because of the fear, simply of the fear, because we're scared of what people are going to think of us if we don't succeed. 
I'm starting to realize over time, and I wrote this in my newsletter, and this is a quick plug for the newsletter. I'll link it in the show notes because there's some powerful ideas I touch on every single week. I think with failure, the, over time, you start to realize that the biggest failure in life is when you didn't have the courage to chase what you're after because you realize as you get older that there was nothing to be scared of. Like we have all these fears in the moment, in the temporary, but as we get older, we realize there was actually nothing to be scared of. And there's a really good quote here that Nelson Man- from Nelson Mandela that says, I learned that courage was not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. The brave man is not he who does not feel afraid, but he who conquers that fear. I'll, from my experience with what people are going to think of me, the podcast and doing these things, that that thought still comes to me sometimes. Like You're going to get that feeling like I'm not invincible just because I said I've learned to detach from those what people are saying. I still get those feelings that still can come to my mind, but it's doing it in spite of that feeling. It's chasing your dream even when your parents say, this isn't what you should be doing. I don't think you should do this. It's chasing your dream when your friends say, oh, look, I think you should just take the safe option. I don't think you really have the commitment to do it. Whatever people are saying, it's having the courage to do what you want to do regardless of the fear that you have. It's action in spite of the feeling and it's just so powerful. I think you've got to understand that you could be, you could be, there's so much uncertainty and that you're going to continually be scared. Like, for me, like there's so much uncertainty with with what I'm doing. There's so much. But I've learned to embrace it and and find a way for me to keep going and enjoy the little rewards. And a bit of a I think people get caught up in the idea of the if then happiness hypothesis or sorry, paradox. Where it's like, if I achieve this success, so like for me, if this podcast becomes the biggest podcast in Australia, then I'm gonna be truly happy and I'm gonna have all I want. Firstly, as Jim Carrey alluded to, you can have that and not be happy. So there's such they're so different, but they have a big overlap because I think outcomes can often be preceded by self-growth. I think a really powerful sort of I'll, I'll quote this lady Dory Clark and it talks about the rewards along the way. And I think with success, we get caught up in this big end goal. But I think successful people are, are able to create these mini rewards. I've started to do this really well where I just think of ways to be proud of the journey I'm on. Like instead of just being like, I'll delay all my gratification and my being proud of myself until I've achieved whatever. It's about along the journey, taking you know pride in the little things, taking joy from the impact you have on others and actually really immersing yourself in that experience. And it, and not being almost like ha- having that imposter syndrome of like, oh, I'm not good enough yet. Like I'm not earning enough money or not enough people listen to my podcast or not enough people have commented on my physique. It's it's about those small rewards along the way. It's like when you lose 10 kilos, you shouldn't be thinking, okay, when I lose 10 kilos, I'm going to celebrate the 10 kilo loss. You should be celebrating every single kilo you lose, one kilo at a time. It's so much more, it's such a more powerful way to appreciate the growth you're on and the journey you're on. So the quote sort of goes like this. Success never starts as a rainstorm. It starts with raindrops. Many of us are oriented in such a way that we're expecting the massive thunderstorm 
but we need to look for the small hints. The small hints can be very subtle and they can often be overlooked. It could be an email from somebody complimenting you on something. It could be that you get invited to be on some totally random person's podcast. So I just took that out from some random article I was reading. And I think it's powerful because for me, I get so many little small positive things, whether it's someone saying they like the podcast or I've had a positive impact on them. Someone I meet in person saying something positive. I used to be very bad at this. I would accept it, but I wouldn't, sorry, I would like, I would acknowledge it, but I wouldn't truly accept it. And I wouldn't be like, believe, almost believe it. And it's really hard to believe it and take pride in what people are saying. It can, it's actually really fucking hard because for me, when we talked about the ideal self, I know I can be so much further ahead. I know that I'm going to get there, but it's, it's about being present in the moment and proud of yourself for the journey on being able to take appreciation for the effort you've put in and not just delaying that gratification, being proud of the steps you've taken, not this, not being almost ashamed of the steps you haven't taken yet. It's, it's such a big journey. You're going to be on this journey for the rest of your life. So if you can never like literally growth and everything, life is about growth and the journey. So if you're not, if you can never find a way to embrace the journey and be proud of yourself for the journey you're on, you're going to be in that, that treadmill for your whole life. So taking small wins, that doesn't mean that you should be taking small wins and getting an ego over it and being arrogant, like almost like, yeah, I've made it. Like, no, you haven't. It's about being able to appreciate the work you've put in, but understand you can. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Put so much more work in and you've got to keep applying that discipline and commitment to get to where you want to be. Because I think when you get rewarded for what you're doing, it inspires you to take more action. So that's the powerful concept. Now, a big one we haven't talked about is embracing perfection. I think a lot of people be like, yes, yes, I don't want to regret it. I want to chase my dreams. Yes, I'm inspired. Then they start taking action and then they come to a failure and then they're like, this wasn't meant to be. That's it. I'm out. I was clearly never good enough. Failure is the only way you're going to grow. There's a quote from the guy, I think it was a Honda guy, is the guy who founded Honda. I don't have it written here, but he says, success is 99% failure. And there's sort of like this, I think it's this Japanese philosophy called Kaizen, and it's about like tiny incremental improvements. These little 1% improvements just add up and stack up. The reason that we don't improve much from failure, I, I don't believe most people improve from failure good enough. Do you know why? Because we get so caught up in what failure means for us. We think it, def- we think it defines us. We think one little failure is, is the reason we, we should have never chased the dream in the first place. 
I've done podcasts. I've done posts. I've said things that over time I've realized I should have said differently. I, I, I agreed with, but I probably went a bit far. You can consider that a failure. But the only reason, the way I can improve and grow and become better from that is to have the failure and not be scared of it. Because if I was scared of saying that the wrong thing, it's not offensive, but if I was extreme in one of my opinions about whether it's drinking or committing to your dreams or other people's opinions, I'm not going to learn if I don't go with how I'm feeling at the time. I think a lot of us don't embrace the fact that embrace for change or we know things are going to be different so we're scared to... Because I think a lot of us, for me, we think that in the moment defines us. What The failures don't define you. Your response defines you. And so for me, that's how I test myself. In football, when I make a mistake, I don't, I'm learning to not get caught up in the mistake. I'm thinking, okay, if I can quickly get out of that mistake, out of my head and make um, do something positive after, um, then that's the success. That is successful because I'm going from a mistake and making up for it. So I think that's important to understand that you've got to embrace perfection. There's going to be so many failures along the way, whether it's your business and things, so many things are going to go wrong. Trust me. I think a lot of, I've heard this before where people are like, yeah, 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 I'll, I'll be more willing to accept failure. Yeah, I, yeah, failure might come. Failure will come. Trust me, you're going to fail so many times. You're going to have a lot, a lot of doubt. You're going, to, you're going to question why you're doing certain things at times. It's so normal. But if you can hold strong to the vision and belief, those voices, that li- it's like this little um, sound thing. Do you know those little uh, dials, those uh, volume dials that you twist? It's those little seeds, those doubts, those fears. That dial just starts to get turned down the more you go on the journey. And, and trust me, that's what's happened for me. It might start out like these big seeds of doubt and you think that's never going to go away. Over time, you learn strategies, you get evidence that you are doing the right things it's bringing you fulfillment that dial turns down so trust me i can attest to it from not only my limited experience but from what i've been told from other people you have to embrace perfection things will change over time you just have to be not afraid to fail and it's so easier said than done but your failure doesn't define you that's what you have to hold yourself to but the ego wants to protect you right that's what literally stops us the ego your ego and everyone demonizes the ego, but your ego is your friend. The ego is just trying to, it doesn't want you to get hurt. It's, it's trying to stop you. It's trying to prevent you from this disappointment that, you know, you might not achieve what you want to, you set out to do. And to be honest, you might not. But my, my whole thing isn't, you're gonna, I'm not guaranteeing you're going to be successful, but I'm guaranteeing you're not going to have regrets. And we know regrets the most powerful thing. And not just that, you're going to learn so many other things that are pliable, so transferable to other things in your life. You're going to become a better person parent you're going to become a better friend you're going to become better at looking after your health you'd be surprised how transferable it is when you start investing into yourself and your dreams how much that ripple effect has on the people around you but you're also going to understand that when you commit to your dreams sacrifices will be made so it's, it goes hand in hand with the fact that you're going to have to make sacrifices when you commit to your dreams whether it's you're going to have to drink less or you're going to have to eat healthy you're going to have to put more time into it you might work a full-time job and you have to work two hours a night at your dream. I think we get caught up and I think a lot of people get caught up in thinking, okay, if I've got to commit to my dreams, I have to quit my job and start overnight. No, that's that's just silly. And you're just reading too much stuff on the internet. Basically, what committing to your dreams looks like is what is manageable for you and what you know is what you should be doing. So basically, 
okay, if you've only got two hours to spend in a night, if you spend one hour each night starting to put action into your dream, you've done well. You've done pretty well there because you're just taking little steps because your dreams stop when you do. Your dreams don't work unless you do. If you just keep ticking it over slowly, you might start to see some little rewards we talk about that might sort of inspire you. Might You might start putting a bit more time on the weekend and then suddenly you're putting two hours in a night because you're motivated, you're getting evidence. You've just got to be consistent with it and over time, you'll start to realize that it's bringing you the fulfillment that you're after. And things can happen. Don't rush it. If, And also, another quote I really like from Chris Williamson is, um, it's about how when, sorry, let me find this. Um, so, people are successful at jobs they don't like. So if, you, if you're in a job right now or you're doing something and you don't even like it but you're so successful, the quote is, if you're succeeding at a job that you hate, imagine how good you'd be at a job that you love. Um, that is just is so powerful because if, you're good, like, if you've got skills, you know how to be disciplined, you've got all these resources and you're doing it as something you don't like, imagine when it actually starts rewarding you how easy it's going to be to be successful. So an important point I talk about is taking action because a quote I like here is, we should be taught not to wait for inspiration to start a thing. Action always generates inspiration. Inspiration seldom generates action. I think we start taking action, we start to realize how much it it inspires us. Literally, every time I do a podcast episode, I get more inspired. Every time you go to the gym, you get more inspired to go to the gym. Isn't that just so obvious? The best way to start your dream is to just put action into it. It might it doesn't have to be big. Just start. Just start somewhere. A good quote that goes alongside this with is, never give up on a dream just because of the time it will take to accomplish it. The time will pass anyway. It's from Earl Nightingale. And I think it's, what are you going to do anyway? Seriously, what, are you going to watch Netflix for two hours a night? Watch one hour and do one hour of your dream. You're not every single... The time's going to go. You might as well put some of it into yourself because that's seriously what you're doing. You're just investing into yourself and there's nothing more powerful than that. Okay, let's let's get into a few other limiting beliefs. I think an important one is being aware of the beliefs that aren't serving you, such as, I think this one, it's called, it's a powerful thing called stereotype threat. And it's this psychological phenomenon where an individual feels at risk of confirming a negative stereotype about a group they identify with, which includes like their gender or their race or their ethnic. But almost powerfully for listeners is their age that I believe is what holds people back from their dreams. Just to quickly wrap up what stereotype threat is, in one study, women were asked to report their gender before completing a math test and they ended up getting worse scores than women who didn't have to report their gender. This is because the women had to reconcile with the stereotype threat that females are worse at math, impairing their performance. And there's so many studies that show that when people write their race or their name even, it's seriously ridiculous, their name, they actually perform worse off because people have to accept or know, like they have to literally think about who they are and then they start thinking, oh my God, actually, you know, I'm not good at this. Or the stereotype is that, Women are not good at math. so And it fosters this incredible, powerful effect where you perform worse 
and a lot of it's probably subconscious, but it just proves a stereotype threat. We end up just conforming um, to it without even realizing. With age, I think it's a powerful one with chasing your dreams. I think young individuals face um, stereotypes like suggesting they lack necessary life experience, wisdom, or maturity to pursue their their dreams. And I think this this gives people a lot of self-doubt and discourages them from chasing their dreams because when you're young, it's the best opportunity to chase your dreams, but it's also where people think you're least capable of chasing your dreams because you lack all the things I just mentioned. So you've got to really dispel that myth and understand that it is the best time. The younger you are, the better it is. You're going to learn so much about yourself and the world through the action. The only way to... Take, learn life lessons is to take the test of life and that is what you're doing to the nth, nth degree you're literally taking this hard test which is chasing your dreams and not knowing whether it'll be successful i think a lot of people when they chase their dreams there's a there's a few other voices one of them's uh disappointing important people in their life i've heard this a bit and i don't fully have the best advice in this because I've had it to an extent, but not a huge extent. And for me, it de- depends who, who's, what people in your life it is. But I think you've got to understand that you'd be surprised what they're actually thinking. I think we, we make a lot of assumptions about what people are thinking. But if we truly sat down and had a conversation, the only reason <laughs> we think we're going to disappointment, but the only reason they think a certain way is because they're scared of what you're going to think if you fail. You know, they're like, oh my God, I just don't want you to be hurt. Like, I just don't want you to be disappointed if you can't achieve your dreams. But So you've got to understand that people often, the close ones to you, have such good intentions for you. It's just a miscommunication and a sort of a lack of understanding what the other person thinks. So just have the hard conversations. It's that simple. Get on the same page. If you, wanted to, if you have this fear that I'm scared of what the close people in my life think, have the conversation. Stop trying to make assumptions about what people are thinking. It's not fair to them and it's not fair to you. Uncertainty. There's so much uncertainty with self-growth as we've talked about. Sorry, not self-growth. Um, chasing your dreams, but it is self-growth, really. If you if you start chasing your dreams, the amount of self-growth you go through will be incredible. And that's a big trend I've seen. As soon as people start going, chasing their dreams, self-growth occurs. And it becomes this great feedback loop where you get self-growth, it makes your dreams more achievable and more attainable and then vice versa, you grow so much from the experiences. So it's a powerful domino effect when you start actually having the courage to pursue the things you want to pursue. So I've only got a couple of points to wrap it up. Um, I think one of the important ones is the people around you. We've talked about not disappointing the important people in your life, but I'm talking more about friends and work relationships and stuff like that. I think you've got to find people to inspire you but also keep you accountable. So there was a study that found that participants who had written goals and someone to keep them accountable to them were 50% more likely to succeed. So I surround myself with people who inspire me, who who want the best for me, but I also like when people have the courage to say the things I need to hear and I have respect for them for saying saying the difficult things because I know it's not easy to go to someone and say and actually give them honest feedback. I think a lot of people would rather just either go behind someone's back or not say it because they don't want to 
ruffle anyone's feathers. But I think when you're chasing your dreams, it's important to have people pushing you in the right direction like and giving you feedback along the way. And also you taking and going out of your way to ask for feedback and and being like, okay, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? I think a lot of people who go on, chase, start chasing their dreams, they try and act like they've got it all figured out. Like they're like, it becomes that it, it becomes this real guard that we put up. And I've I've definitely put this guard up before. Like, yeah, I've got like I don't know what I'm doing. It's there's nothing wrong with seeking help and wanting to learn little bits and pieces from other people. So learning to remove that guard makes you so much better at chasing your dreams because you're growing and learning so at a much quicker rate. So I think surrounding yourself with the right people is important, but understand that you can still do it. You might not have the right people in your life, but you can still do it if you have the courage yourself. It's not saying I've had to go through, so I probably can't give you the best advice on it, but I've definitely been lonely in situations where I've stood out, where I'm, I'm, I felt different, um, and I felt very judged, um, and I, and it's normal. You're gonna if you're doing something different, you're gonna get judged. But you've got you've got to not fear their judgment, and not because it's not gonna to come to your head, not because you're not gonna think about it, but you got to understand that they have incredible amount of fears and insecurities too. I think we, when people start judging us, we put them on a pedestal, almost like for some rate for no reason because a lot of it's anonymous. Like we don't know who they are. Um, because we know people are going to be saying things, but especially when we don't know who it is, we have this idea that they're this like incredibly perfect person. And often it's someone who is ruffled with insecurities and they're jealous in some way. You just got to learn to let go. It's, it's not easy and it's probably not the whole point of this episode, but learning to let go of fear of judgment and other people's opinions will change your ability to chase your dream. You Because then you'll stop doing things and you wouldn't be, you won't be so fearful. You'll be able to do it and actually get appreciation from it. I think fear is a big motivator. Like we talked about death, and that's like um, the fear of not living up to your potential. That's like a regret framework where you are motivated to do it. But I think that's good to an extent. But from what I've heard from other people and my own little mini journey is, yeah, that's a great start thing. But you're not going to enjoy the journey unless you're doing it for you and and like you're wanting something for you and the fulfillment it brings, not just to spite others. Because if you're doing it out of fear, you're still doing it to almost um, to spite other people. If it's like, I don't want this person to think I'm not good enough, etc. It's a great motivator. And trust me, I've used it before. But to some extent, you're going to have to learn to embrace the journey or else you're going to be on that treadmill your whole life, chasing your dreams, thinking, fuck, what's this person thinking? You could be so successful, as Jim Carrey said, but still not have what you're after. So why not master the journey early on so that the journey can be as enjoyable as possible? There's a quote from Ali Abdal. Um, it actually came from Hormozy initially. Hormozy said, when I, was, when I was 20, I wanted to be a millionaire. And when I was a millionaire, I wanted to be 20. This Ali Abdal guy, millionaire. He's a YouTuber. He's a podcaster. He was also a doctor. And he talked about how he, he didn't resonate with that quote because he enjoyed the journey. And Hormozy almost like was in this fear mentality he did things out of spite from his father and he wanted to be really rich and successful to prove a point so he did a lot of things yes he did and i'm sure he's learned ways to manage it but he did it out of fear initially and he's he's openly admitted that stuff but ali abdel came from a way different perspective it came from more love and he's loved the journey so he said no i wouldn't want to go back because i just love the journey i was on i love where i'm at now so i think you got to understand that you can be successful but i think it's it's not just 
if you're going to be successful, it's going to it's going to be how you are successful because I think success shouldn't be defined by metrics like money, followers. It should be defined by the fulfillment it brings you simply. And yes, there are logistical things in life such as um, money and things that I haven't had to deal with such as putting a roof over your head. But like I said before, it's not about putting 10 hours a day into things. You might put 30 minutes. It's all specific to you. I think a lot of people get caught up in thinking, yeah, it's easy for you. It's easy for you. It's easy, whatever. Everyone's got different resources to play with. Everyone's got their own strengths and weaknesses and individual circumstances. You've just got to take bits and pieces from what I'm saying and apply it to your life and start to ask yourself the hard-hitting questions and be willing to be uncomfortable because that, to be fair, that is what chasing your dreams can feel like for long periods of time. Are you willing to sit in it? I'm not sure, but I was and I'm, and, I'm st- and there's so much light and reward and I'm learning to embrace the journey so much more. And trust me, it's one of the best feelings and the reward is just so powerful. I don't feel like I'm living with regret right now or things I'm like, I wish I did this. I'm doing what I want to do and it's really inspiring. There's an effect called the Pygmalion effect where basically when someone has high expectations of you, it improves your behavior and your performance in a specific area. It suggests that we do better when more is expected of us. Now, this is going to not apply to every single um, circumstances, but I think that's why it's important to surround yourself with positive people because you almost want to live up to their expectations and in a positive way, like, you don't want to do it to disappoint them and let them down. You don't want to do it out of that fear. But I think when you have people telling you you're capable enough, you're, we believe in you, it's so powerful. I've, I have them surrounded by incredibly supportive people and it's one of the biggest reasons that I'm so happy with my journey and I'm able to keep growing and learning at, at the rate I am because I have such good people around me. You can still do it without them, but trust me, it makes a massive difference. So filtering your inner circle is a massive component to chasing your dreams. Trust me. Trying to understand any points I haven't touched on. Um, a good one is visualization. Um, I, I've been tapping into it a little bit recently, but it's more like how I visualize is I sort of just think of how the mindset I'm going to have at a certain point. Let's say I have a little bit of insecurity or a negative voice comes to my head. I start thinking, I cannot wait to that is that voice doesn't come to me or I can deal with that better. Or I got hate the other day and I was like, yeah, that affected me more than I wanted it to. I'm okay with it. I cannot wait to keep le- to become stronger so that that just isn't having a big as, as big an effect on me. It's like I'm motivated to just get better at what I'm currently doing. So that's how I visualize. I start thinking, yes, I did this podcast episode well, but I want to do it better. But I, lo- I loved it. I loved the journey I was on with this episode. So it's that, ba- that fine balance between striving for more but appreciating where you're at. I think that's where I like to visualize because it makes me so grateful, but like almost, I wouldn't call it manifesting, but like knowing where I want to be and the headspace I want to get to. And to be fair, I did that six weeks ago, um, about sorry, yeah, six to eight weeks ago. Um, I'm not going to go into the specifics, but there was something really important in my life and I had to make some hard hitting decisions and I had to have the courage to be like, okay, I'm having these thoughts and feelings in my head right now and I don't want them. And it's so easy to get caught up in that cycle. But I was like, nah, I know where I want it to get to and I'm just going to commit and believe in myself and be willing to be wrong, willing to be better. And now I'm getting the rewards for all that investment into myself 
and it's one of the most rewarding feelings. It's not easy to do that, but that's where I like to visualize. So um, there's lots of different visualization methods out there that I'm sure you can find something that suits you. Okay, just looking at my notes, see if there's anything else we haven't touched on that I've sort of written down. Now, I pretty much covered everything there. Just a little summary. I think there's so many ways that you can chase your dreams. The path isn't always the one you think it is. So I think it's important to understand that you're not going to have the roadmap. Like, you're not going to have the a perfect roadmap. It, I think it's important to know where you're going to get to, but understand there's so many variables in the world, so many things are changing to not put too much certainty on how you're going to get there. Sort of have an idea of where you want to get to and sort of just have belief that the journey will take care of itself and learning to love the journey and appreciate the growth you're going on and not trying to force everything, but understand that dreams you know, take action and, and they take commitment and you've got to give it what you can. Not everyone's going to have the resources and the time, but start to put things into place and see what can happen. But we know when you chase your dreams, you're closing that loop in your head like that because that's what regret is simply, right? It's that open loop of what if. I probably should have explained this better before. But what if, seriously, that's, what, that's why it's that regret. Like what if like I did this? You're going to close that loop. That's, it's that simple. That is what chasing your dreams do. It closes that loop. Um, and, and like I said, the brain ha- hates open loops and that's why regret's so powerful. But you've got to understand that chasing your dreams can look, can look so different. People can be successful and quote-unquote have successfully chased their dream but not be happy. So understand for me, I think it's important to chase your dreams in a way that brings you fulfillment um, and not just do it to spite others and to prove a point. Although that can be a great way to start and that can really inspire you, motivate you. So I'm not going to say demonize that and say don't do that because trust me, I do it. And occasionally when I'm fired up and when I'm not feeling motivated, that sometimes kicks me into gear. It's pulling on the strings at the right time and it's something that you'll learn as you go along the way. But you, you can only really learn these things when you're in the arena and actually giving life a crack and not sitting on the sidelines because simply that's what... If you know you've got a dream and you're not chasing it, it's simple. You're sitting on the sidelines. You could be that man in the arena, the one who's courageous. And I'll, I'll finish the episode with a with a, um, a passage from Theodore Roosevelt. It's the famous, like, the man in the arena speech. And I want you to understand that when I talk about this, you've got to understand that when you chase your dreams, there's a lot of criticism. There's a lot of fear of what people are going to think, not being good enough. And this, this quote... Nearly getting goosebumps thinking about this is what holds me in good stead. I read this quote whenever I'm feeling like I'm getting judged or I'm not confident right now with what I'm doing. There's a bit of doubt. This is what I pull on sometimes because I think this this quote encapsulates what it actually means to be someone who's putting themselves out there and isn't just on the sidelines thinking what if and having all of these excuses. And I have so much respect for the people who put themselves out there and chase whatever they want to chase because like I said it's going to look different for everyone but if you're chasing your dreams I have an utmost respect for you because basically you are the man in the arena this is the quote it is not the critic who counts not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better the credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood who strives valiantly who errs, who comes short again and again, 
who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. That pretty much encapsulates what we're talking about in this whole podcast. If you have the courage to be the one who's in the arena, it's the the criticism. It doesn't matter what criticism there is because you're the one who's actually in the arena. You're the one who is putting yourself out there and going out of your comfort zone. And you're the one who can fail daring greatly, being willing to not be perfect. But it's not about whether you succeed or not. It's how you do it because life is all about the journey. So I hope this episode has given you something to take away. I'm sure it won't be the last time we talk about an episode talks about committing to your dreams or how to start or why you should do it because I think it's one of the most powerful things because I think it's such a domino effect with self-growth. You start doing the things you want to do and it has such a ripple effect in your life. So we'll definitely get some feedback from this episode. If there's points we haven't gone into, um, I'm happy to talk to you about them or we'll make a future episode to sort of rehash missing areas. But I really do appreciate all the support for the podcast. And if you would like to rate the show, it would it would mean a lot. Five stars, um, I think less than 10% of my listeners, actually it might even like, must be like 5% of my listeners have actually rated the show. So if you could rate it five stars, it would mean a lot. It only takes about five seconds. Um, and yeah, also if you want to subscribe to my newsletter, each Friday I've got two ideas from me that comes from all my readings and reflections and I exp- um, sort of break them down and explain them and something you can take away. I come up with, or sorry, I find a powerful quote each week, um, I sort of explain that and I give a 1% tip. It's actually shifting into more like a mindset tip, like a reframing tip and yeah, just a few pod summaries and that's about it. Um, I'll link everything in the show notes, but I hope you come away with something with this episode and yeah, just be willing to have that conversation with yourself because I think for a lot of us who want to chase our dreams, it all starts with you know that one moment. And I think for me, it was that one moment I want to start the podcast because I know what it's going to be and I know that I want it. So just have that conversation and close that loop in your brain because like we said, regret is so powerful. But I wish the best to you guys um, to whatever sort of dreams you're, you're chasing. They're all achievable if you have the determination and the mindset. But even if you don't achieve them, you will have achieved you know, a meaningful life. And it's the skills you develop are going to be so transferable and just understand that you are the man in the arena. So don't be, don't be deterred by the judgment of others. Be proud of yourself for showing up, putting yourself out into that arena every single day. It takes so much courage to be there. So be proud of yourself for that. Thanks for listening, guys, and I'll see you in the next episode. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.